Let me get back to the script. Holy cow. Welcome everyone. This is not an AA meeting. I need to remind you it's one member's take on the exact nature of the wrong from page 64 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and the solution of the 12 steps. This is being recorded as well as being streamed live on Facebook. This is not an all share meeting. Rather, it's a question and answer for Paul's take on the 12 steps. For details of Paul's events and his story under arrest, which takes you through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, other books, t-shirts, past events, videos, check out his website at zenbitchslap.com. Um, and getting back to things, here I am. Paul, would you like a reading for this, uh, this morning? Yeah, sure. I can just barely hear you. Yes, sure. Okay. I am starting on page 67. We're going to go back to um, the subject of fear in our inventory. Um, at the bottom of the page, notice that the word fear is bracketed alongside the difficulties with Mr. Brown, Mrs. Jones, the employer, and the wife. This short word somehow touches about every aspect of our lives. It was an evil and corroding thread. The fabric of our existence was shot through with it. It set in motion trains of circumstances which brought us mis misfortune we felt we didn't deserve. But did we not ourselves set the ball rolling? Sometimes we think that fear ought to be classed with stealing. It seems to cause more trouble. We reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment in connection with them. We asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Self-reliance was good as far as it went but it didn't go far enough. Some of us once had great self-confidence, but it didn't really, it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. When it made us cocky, it was worse. Perhaps there is a better way. We think so. For we are now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We are in the world to play the role he assigns just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us. 
and humbly rely on him, does he enable us to match calamity with serenity? How's that to get us started? Good, Nikki. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, well. Didn't come from me. Yes. This I like the idea of the uh, corroding thread uh, through the fabric of our existence. So if the corroding thread had the same color, let's say in a sweater, if there was one thread, but it had the same color of all the other threads, would it be, it would be much, very difficult to recognize the thread. Yeah. But in, in this way, the fear, it's almost as if most of our behavior is soaked with it. Yeah. Or how we look at things coming from that state of afraid of not getting what we want and losing what we have this, uh, then it doesn't become like an experience. It becomes an underlying current current that irritability, restlessness, and discontent has a large aspect of anxiety in there. So, uh, we reviewed our fears thoroughly and there's another part of the book where it says, we're going to take a radical angle and look at the inventory. Well, on page 64, Bill W. gives us a way to look at the inventory, and that is to look at the manifestations of self in our lives, and fear would be one of the manifestations of self. And then in this right reading on page 68, he, he, he presents the diagnosis, which is, we asked ourselves why we had them, meaning fear, wasn't it because self-reliance has failed us? So in the pecking order of cause and effect, people believe fear is a cause of a lot of effects, but in that pecking order, fear is an effect of the cause of self-reliance. So again, if you really want real relief, you have to get to the exact nature of the wrong, almost like getting to the first knot instead of becoming masters of how to undo the fourth and fifth knots because they'll keep nodding back up. But if you get to the first knot, it may bring, bring relief to all the other knots. So this first knot is, there's been a huge faith in self called self-reliance. And this faith in self has brought us into a condition of living in anxiety or what you want to call fear. I don't like the word fear because uh, I think it's a misnomer. I think mostly what we're being moved by is mental anxiety that mimics or its effects are similar to fear, but in, 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 in mental anxiety, there's no need for an apparent threat. It just, it's like, as it says, fanciful, fanciful or real, it makes shit up, yeah? And then there's a, a reaction to that shit made up based on the faith that it's probably going to happen. And then there, there's a reaction of anxiety. And I feel most of us, live under a constant condition of mental anxiety and then we want to get relief and if it gets too much uh that which is the root of the mental anxiety the mental problem where which is alcoholism and resides in the mind will lead us to a fuck it moment and we'll do something uh 
uh, <laughs> that's going to lead us to being done to by something else, you know, by alcoholism. And uh, I think it's so important to try to see the difference between self's manifestations and ours and not have a very sloppy uh, accumulation of things that are not of us. And uh, I think the inventory process is the beginning of sifting it out. That's why I feel a lot of people have resistance to the fourth step is because the disease doesn't want to be looked at. And it knows that it's going to be seen if we look at our role in things. It's, we're going to see its role in things. Hopefully with the right guidance, we'll see its role in things. And then we'll be convinced that self manifested in various ways, one of them fear or mental anxiety, is what has and what is defeating us. It's not like a past tense. Many of us are in the present experience of being defeated by it. So just a very clear diagnosis and hope it can be carried through into how we look at the steps. Now, even though Bill says that fear and shit as uh, manifestations of something other than us, the book, it constantly calls it ours and stuff like that. I think that has a lot to do with the limitation of the, of the English language. The English language is constantly implying we have a lot to do with a lot of shit we have nothing to do with. And I feel in this case, uh, the clarity on page 64 outshines everything else said about the topic, really. That being convinced now that self manifested in various ways, and we're going to look at some of its common manifestations, is what has defeated us. Uh, the thing is, some people believe self is what a lot of people would call an ego, uh, an objectification or an image of us. That's actually comes about after the fact of living. Uh, I have a feeling of self as something different. I have a feeling of self as when there's doing, it's the feeling of being the doer. When there's thinking, it's the feeling of being the, the thinker. When there's feeling, it's the feeling of being the feeler. Yeah, this sense of ownership. And in that sense of ownership, when something does through us, we'll call it ours. When something thinks through us, we'll call it our thoughts. So we don't have the ability to see the difference between one thought and an alcoholic thought until we do. And therefore, our sifter can't clear or can't uh, extract what's ours and what's of the higher power and what's of self. And I feel this is one of the problems because the self still plays a huge role in the solution. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, Mickey. Thanks for the topic. And yeah. yeah. Thanks for expounding on it. Uh, do we have any questions or comments coming up? This is your chance to to ask Paul. Also, Mickey, if they wanted to see the nuts and bolts of it, uh, the inventory, you know, in the 
when we do the first manifestation, resentment, there's usually a reason why. So the column two has usually, it's clear why I hate Wendy, let's say, or I resent Wendy because she left me. But when you do the fear inventories, sometimes there's nothing in column two because then fear isn't being produced by uh, an outside circumstance. It's being produced by the mental state. So um, I have fear of death while I'm alive. Yeah, I'm not dead. I'm not close to death, hopefully, but there's a fear of it. So a lot of times in the inventory, there's no sect, uh, uh, second column because I'm afraid of being destitute. Why? Because I have no money? No, I have money. I have this, I have that. I just, just a fear of being destitute. So you can see that the fear is of the mind much clearer than, let's say, the resentment. A resentment seems to be based on somebody did something or didn't do something and I'm pissed off or I was pissed off and I'm still pissed off. But the anxiety, the mental anxiety that we call fear is just being generated by the head quite a lot. Yeah, it doesn't even need a reason. It makes them up. Yeah. So they go two different ways. You know, resentment is sort of like what's threatening the agenda. And then the sense of being the self who has an agenda is the cause of the anxiety about it not being met or losing what we want. So it's, uh, they have two different flows, so to speak. Yeah. All right, thanks. Thanks, Paul. So does anybody have any fears you'd like to talk to Paul about or any about it? <laughs> just, <laughs> just do a, Just do an inventory, then talk to your sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael Stacy has his hand up. Yeah. Hi, Michael. Hi, Paul. I had a question um, in regards to like the manifestations of self. You know, if the book they talk about like three different ones, you know, the common manifestations. Could you could you maybe give us an example of like maybe some of the lesser um, common manifestations of self? Some of like maybe some of the more subtler hints of manifestations of self, maybe like feeling remotely superior than others. In with self, sense of entitlement, uh, terminal uniqueness, all those things. Yeah. The feeling of being terminal unique, sense of entitlement. I've got a lot coming. Like they should have had a parade in my hometown because I got sober. <laughs> you know, these are all manifestations of self, different qualities of it. We're looking at the common ones because they're more obvious to be noticed. Yeah. In other words, if we're going to start uh, extracting some of the fabrics of our existence, let's start with a, some broad ones that are easily noticed. Yes which are resentments, fears, and harms done to others in the pursuit of what we want, looking at our sexual relations. Yeah. Then that leads to seeing some of the finer 
threads of the fabric of the uh, selfing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So start with the common and then you'll see, the, uh, see when you do a fifth step, stuff that you was going unnoticed gets illuminated. I felt so then, and that stuff that was illuminated, people call them character defects or alcoholism. That's what I bring the step six and seven and more gets revealed. So you see more subtle, subtle threads that are that are uh, infused into the fabric of our existence yeah that are not of us let's say yeah let's use the word self as a re representative of not of us and so you start recognizing what you used to call you as not you and you bring that up to step six and seven and this power reconfigures it and you become more useful to yourself and others So, so like those threads, those threads could be like a brown thread and the resentment is beige. So it's very difficult for me to be able to notice it. Yeah. So then you do an inventory and that starts bringing you an ability to see the difference between this and that. Yeah. And then it gets more refined. Yeah. Now I feel like I got a lot of work to do. More gets revealed, just like sort of when people come in, they don't think I, they have any resentments, some people. And they truly feel that way because the mental state has been so adept at denial. It's, they have a, they're totally oblivious, and yet they're the angriest people you ever met. Yeah. So we come in, and then more starts getting revealed. So first, like the, the thickest shit, and then the thinnest shit gets noticed. Yeah. Like there's a huge difference to notice that uh, that mental anxiety isn't fear, really. It mimics fear, but it's not fear because fear is a, an emotion that is a is a, an appropriate response to a threat. Yes. In one's life, so maybe if you're lucky, you have maybe eight big events when that adrenaline and everything kicks in. That's the emotion of fear. The mental anxiety mimics that, but it isn't of that. It's of the mental state. Yeah, it's not an emotion and it's manufactured. And so we live in a state of anxiety that's talk about a corroding thread. The corrodingness of it is just like that. If you put acid on a surface, that acid is going to corrode it over time. Yes. So we're under a corrosion of mental anxiety because fear, again, we're not in a war zone anymore. You know, we're not in a, like a fight or flight uh, every second, a lot of us, but we're under a, a, a blanket of, of mental anxiety that's just it's a very corroding thread so to speak i don't think fear is a corroding thread i think mental anxiety is and i think they're distinctly different and it's nice to be clear about it yeah yeah
Yeah, Thank Paul, you. I have a question. Would you say that um, this is a, a process of separation, uh, a separation of me from me, of separation of me from you, of separation from me from source? I don't see it as a separation because I don't think we can be separate. I see it as a, a redistribution of attention and interest. Yeah. So we lose interest in self and then there's a whole lot of gaining in others and things. Yeah. So, but the way there's a gaining of interest in others is based on a loss of interest in self. So I find there's a, it's a loss of interest. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, instead of being interested in you, you're interested. Sort of as you, let's say. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're alive and you're I don't know, it's just uh you know, I don't think about this stuff at all until I sit down at these things. And that's part of the solution for me. I've lost interest in a lot of stuff and I'm here, yeah. And the here I'm in, in the outside circumstances and situations, the appropriate response is to be chilled out because I'm okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm Just okay. being. Um, it's the appropriate response isn't a call to arms. The appropriate response is at ease. Yeah. <laughs> That's the appropriate response to today. Now, maybe tomorrow there'll be another appropriate response. But this is what today is or right now. And it's nice to be able to respond appropriately to what's going on instead of constantly having an overriding narrative, which is just an interpretation that's fucking made up. And it over and I have a constant reaction to that that overrides the appropriate response to, to living. It's insane to me. Yeah, it's like a slavery. So, I mean, which is worse? not having a really chilled out life or not having the ability to enjoy it. Yeah. Fuck. There's a real robbery there. So, you know, things are all right. I have enough of stuff right this moment. Am I, am I reflecting that or am I reflecting, you know, is if, am I like Narcissus looking at that pool of mental anxiety? and just reacting to that all day. I'm not in the latter, I'm in the former. Yeah. And not, I didn't arrive here. I was brought here. Like it says in the book, you will be placed in a position of neutrality. That's not you setting out on a fucking journey to neutrality. You just do what you've done in this program and you find yourself placed in a position of neutrality. I find myself being able to respond to what is happening, where in the past, I didn't. I reacted to what was happening from what wasn't happening, yes? In other words, I was displaced from where I can't be anywhere else. I was displaced from here by this mental here. That to me is slavery. And that's the freedom. The freedom is from the bondage of self. And that's slavery. Bondage is like a represents slavery to me. So I'm freed from the slavery of self. 
how does that look? There's been a loss of interest in self. Yeah? Did the self lose interest in self? No. That would be interest in self. There's been a loss of interest in self. And there's been a gaining of interest. And I don't know what you'll gain interest in in your life. Yeah? But I do know what you'll lose interest in, and that is self. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I feel. I feel the 12 steps in this way of life diminish the mental condition we're in. I think we're in an elevated mental condition. We're obsessed with self. And self is a manufacturing of the mental processes. So the problem resides in the mind. And it's fueled by interest and attention. And the program shifts that attention and interest from self into living and seeing what you can contribute to life instead of what you can get from everything. Yeah? We, we're living on a new basis. Yeah? Reliance and trusting in the infinite. Yeah? Not in the finite self. And that lends you a lot of abilities. And one of the abilities is to respond appropriately to the environment you're in right now. Yeah? It's sort of like, it's sunny. Yeah, I'm not all bundled up and with like rain gear on because it's sunny. Yeah. If you yes. listen to the head, it's like a crazy weather man or a weather woman. It's constantly forecasting shit that never even comes to pass. Right. So it's not fear, it's mental anxiety. It, it's an activity that's fueled by faith and, and, and attention and interest. Yeah? It's fueled by it. They're, they're, the mental anxiety is based on our condition. We're not based on its condition. Yeah? If we're up the ass of self, we're an extreme level of mental anxiety. When you're not, you have the ability to enjoy peace of mind. You sense a conscious presence. Uh, you learn you can face life successfully. All this stuff comes about. Yeah. But one of the requirements is, and it says it very clearly in the third step. Yeah. Losing interest in self and then gaining interest in others. That's basically the movement of recovery to me. It's, it's based on losing interest in self. And, there, and there's been enough understanding now in our community that there's an activity going on where there'll be self trying to lose interest in self, which is a huge amount of interest in self. So they put out that disclaimer, self can't get out of self. So I can't set out on a course of losing interest in me. That would be a lot of interest in me. Yes. So how do I do it? I do the program of recovery. Yeah, it, it does the moving of the faith from the finite self to the infinite. Yeah, and then I witness and I observe and I reflect on what that something is doing for me, what I couldn't do for myself. Yeah, there you go.
don't you see, Mickey, don't you see something's a little off if you keep calling something something else? If you keep calling mental anxiety fear. Yeah. There's a, just like we keep calling self-manifestations ours. It's really fucking sloppy in a lot of ways. So we keep promoting that we're in fear. We're in fear, but we're not in fear. We're in mental anxiety that mimics the, the effects of fear, but it's not of fear because there's no apparent threat. We're not under fire right now. Yeah? Right. They would that post-traumatic stress disorder. You can call this, basically many of us are in that. We're in post-traumatic stress disorder. And that's, the mental state is stoking that fucking fire. Yeah? We're not able to respond to what's happening. We keep reacting to what's not happening. That's traumatized. It's a disorder. Yeah, it's imbalanced. Yeah, we're not seeing things clearly. Look at how we just speak. I think just even how we speak about alcoholism. I have alcoholism. My feeling is alcoholism had me. And right now, alcoholism doesn't have me. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yet the language puts it as I, you know, I have something that overwhelmed me, that overpowers me. That's not a very empowering uh, condition. Yeah. I believe right. something had me. I don't have it. Do, do you feel there may be a time after 30 years of holding a resentment that you're having the resentment? Yes, it's reached that level that it's you having the resentment. But in a way, in the beginning, it's like a resentment has you. Yes. Right. But I mean, after 30 years, you've been milking it and, you know, feeding it. Now, yeah, you could be seen as the one who has the resentment. Maybe that would open a door for relief. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I feel most of the time when we're when we're in the throes of alcoholism, we're in a disempowered condition, a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body is appearing to be truly hopeless, hopeless, and therefore we're apt to do almost anything to get a little relief. Yeah. Even take the same poison to get relief from the poison. Yeah. Yeah. It's taken us to extreme lengths. You have to admit that. And uh, for it to be able to go that far with us, uh, there's got to be some dynamic in place that's sort of neutralizing the host so the parasite can just run freely through it. Yeah. Yes. I, and I feel it's the act of being identified as the parasite, truly. Yeah. I can't, it doesn't make any more, any sense any other way. I mean, what person would live such a sordid fucking terrible existence? if there was any real choice in the matter. Yeah. You would think that you would choose perhaps maybe a little better way. Yeah. Right. Obviously we end up in a condition, uh, that we were overwhelmed by 
and we try to get relief, which just furthered the power of the condition to dominate us. So we got fucking, you know, uh, addicted to temporary relief, which fuels the long lasting problem. So it's fucking crazy, yeah? And we'll do almost anything for that temporary relief that will reinforce the long-lastingness of the problem. That's a bad deal to be under, don't you think? Yeah. I've got to admit, I've got to, you know, put up the white flag and just say, hey, I'm outmatched. I can't pull it off. I've, you know, when I'm managing my own life, it leads me to having to be managed by others. I'm, you know, it's just, I'm gone. And I need some good orderly direction and I'm stubbornly resisting that. But there's been a moment of clarity where I've been broken. I know I'm fucked and life took off and I've been sober ever since. There was no part that of me that wanted to go that direction. I was just pushed there, I was. Maybe I complied down the road, but I wasn't uh, cheerleading for me to going to recovery. I was pushed into it by something greater than me. So my whole program depends on that, that higher power, that idea that there's an unsuspected inner resource in all of us that can be accessed. Yeah. If we just... If we do a few simple things and allow them to be ha become habits and we stay sober, yeah, then all, all these remarkable things can follow. It's true for all of us. I just feel like there could be more clarity about what's going on and about how to discern which fabric is which in the fabric of our existence, yeah? Because some of the material in that fabric is foreign. It's not of us, really, yeah? You know, it's sort of like that, you know, like that thing about where uh, we manufacture our own misery, which I don't believe. But let's say the factory is kicking out cups and every cup has made in Paul stamped on it. But a lot of the cups are bogus. They're not from Paul but they have the stamp made in Paul, yeah? And then you see that the company is failing and you've got to do an inventory. You've got to look at all those cups and see which are of Paul's and which are not of Paul's, yeah? Because they're all going out with made in Paul or made by Paul and the system has failed, yeah? And we're going down with the ship because we can't see ourselves as anything other than the ship. Well, it's time to recognize what is of us and what is not of us. So we don't have to go down with the ship, yeah? It can't float, but we can. We've got to, dis we've got to separate ourselves from the ship. We've got to separate ourselves from the my, you know? Yeah. Or we're going we're gonna to drown. And I think it's time to have a clearer understanding. In the beginning of AA, it was just get in here. There is a solution. But now it's been 75 how many years? And there's been more, more has been revealed. 
And maybe you have the ears to hear it. That's why you're here at these talks. To become clear about what is of you and what is not of you. Because that's how, that's how it gets away with murder. It casts us as the murderer. Yeah. I mean, I had a distinct hit of it so clearly that self is not of me. I'm not that. And then the possibility of free to be free from it became available because I was handcuffed trying to be free as it. I had no idea that that which I wanted to get out of was not me. Yeah, I had no idea that something had taken me over. I thought it was all of me. I did every fucking thing. Man, and I carried a lot of mental shame and guilt because of what was claimed to be I was the doer of. And that was unbearable to live with and it drove me to drink even more and to shoot up even more. It wasn't, it was, that loop never let out of the system. It just, it just circled back in on and on. Like they talk about the spree and then the guilt and remorse and it goes on and on and on. There's no out there. There's no exit there. Yeah. So perhaps there is a better way. Perhaps there's a clearer way where we can see what we're not from what we are. Yeah. And then take that which we're not and have it reconfigured through the power of the higher power through the formality of step six and seven. Just bring it and let it let it use the clay and let it reform it and put it to better use than the head does. Yeah. I mean, I've been thrown by that potter. Yeah. I've been used by that potter for 33 years. And I'm just fucking mind blown about the results it got out of what I called nothing. I felt I was fucking useless and hopeless. And this power saw something in me that I never did. And it's, and it's brought it out in me through this program. I mean, I'm on my knees basically figuratively all day honoring that because, uh, and I have enough contact with people who are in the throes of alcoholism to have a deep appreciation of what I've been relieved from, a deep appreciation of it. So, yeah. I just hope that if this helps you, that's all. If it helps you see clearer and allows you to travel lighter, then we've been a, we've been a complete success then. Are you ready for a couple of questions, Paul? Ready, honey, yes. Thanks for letting me spin on there. Thank you for your little riff. And Tanya has her hand up. Hi, Paul. Hi, everybody. Hope y'all are doing good today. Um, I love this topic today that about anxiety because I came to these talks because my anxiety was ridiculous. Um, it was to the point where it was so overwhelming that 
I didn't know what I was going to do anymore. I didn't, I, I could, I couldn't do anything. That was the issue. <laughs> I was trying to do something about it, but I couldn't. And, you know, these talks have been everything. Absolutely. They've been absolutely everything to me. And um, they've, they've changed the course of my quality of living. Um, and I can say that I'm noticing things. Um, you know, I, I'm on a like, um, I'm not on a daily basis of going to the sixth and seventh anymore, but I would say, you know, I probably do it at least once or twice a week now because I've been coming to these talks a lot. But what I'm noticing is that things that used to sweep me away into my head are no longer doing that. Like my mind, I, I, and I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I, things that used to just take me into this anxiety ridden place. Now, I just like the, the propulsion or the fuel is not there to sustain, to keep me there. And my mind just goes like, I, not my mind, but I go to another place and I'm noticing that things I didn't notice. I'm noticing now, like what people, <laughs> what people are really talking about. And like, my interest is about others, like what you were talking about, like, and it's hard to know, like, is this working? But what it is, is that you're no longer interested and what's going all this shit that's going on up here it's like you're actually interested in what's around you and what people are talking about or like what a kid says and it's something cute and it's like it's like profound and you're like wow that was so cool like you, and you want to keep asking that kid more questions it's like this like love for what people are talking about and what they're thinking and what they're feeling and what they have to express to you and art and whatever um I'm not saying I don't complete, like I don't worry at all, but I, um, it just, my, my quality of living, I'm at that point where my, where my mind will come in and go, oh, wow. Like you never were able to stay in that interested in this before. And then I just know that's a thought and I could see it come up and I wake up in the morning and I can see as my thoughts come up and it's, I don't have any control of it of my thoughts coming through my head or whatever, but I just know that it's hard to know, like, is it working? Because you're not thinking anymore. You're kind of just living, right? So how would you know? <laughs> like your mind tries to come in and say something, but you're actually, your quality of life is just starts improving. I'm not doing it. It's this group. It's this energy. It's uh, uh, my, the prayers, um, me surrendering, you know, I don't, I don't know what brought me here. Um, the more I, I move along, the, the less I know, but I know whatever the hell I'm doing is working. So I'm going to keep showing up. <laughs> so I, you know, um, so I, I guess my question to you, I guess you, you kind of went over everything, but is that the way you know what's working, right? Is that you're interested in things that couldn't sustain your attention before. And it's little things. It's like life. And it's, it's like you're living, you're freaking living. And it's like, I used to live in my head and, 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 and my, my, my head would cause, there's my, my dog protecting us. Um, I used to live in my head and that used to take me into fear, but you're right. That anxiety in my head was not fear. That was it just going crazy. So, um, 
So I guess the way you know that it's working is that you're living. Because how else would you know that it's working? Because you're not going to have a thought tell you that because that's just more thought. Right? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for for, uh, my new life. It's always nice to hear from you, Tanya. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. There's no reason why it 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 it, uh, it it can always be this way. Not always, but it's available. You can travel lighter through all the twists and turns that are going to be ahead. Yeah. Any all right? Mickey, anyone? Sure, we have another hand. Ben Ross has his hand up. All right. Here we go. Ben? Ben, you're unmuted. Are you there? I can't hear you. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. I had to plug my headphones in. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. Um, so uh, I uh, have never been in a program that, that uses the big book um, before. And, and, you know, for the past year, I've been working... Uh, you know, another program that has a kind of different approach to the, to the steps. And uh, I just started using the big book in, a, in, a, in another program recently. And uh, I'm, having, I'm feeling like it's really profoundly different. Uh, the loss of interest in self and the gaining of interest in others, the diminishment of the mental condition, the, the clarity of like, service being like everything like everything being like just being this like just getting out of the way of that (laughs) you know uh is is really different for me and uh i guess you know my question is what do you think about you know using uh, programs that use other approaches to the steps do you think like there's also an effectiveness in that or or to you is is the program really you know as it's outlined in the big book and kind of you know sticking with that is sort of the best approach well then again Ben, it can be because of what's before yeah that that which is before is going to give meaning to that which comes after so if it's working for you, it's working for you. Yet a lot of things that work have an expiration date and then uh, maybe a move somewhere else. Yeah? Yeah. But again, I don't see any road answer. You can give a broad answer of things, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Every person is a unique little uh, trajectory, so to speak. Yeah. yeah? So that's working with you uh this what's working yeah so there you go yeah Yeah, i guess you know i'm i'm just torn i I feel like uh well as a basis i would say the basis is rooted in the 12 steps so that could 
to be the basis, and then you have things that may help you along the way to illuminate certain facets. Yeah. But then usually when you go back to the big book, you'll see the value of it. Yeah, more yeah. and more. Right. It's really incredible. Uh, I feel like it's a download. I don't feel it as a... As a I don't think... I think the the book wrote itself through Bill W. and the people, really. Yeah, so... Yeah, but what's working? Hey, it seems like something's working for you with you. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I actually kind of feel like the program where I'm not using the big book. I'm not really noticing that much that's working. So it's something. Well, there you uh, go. Just, just wrestling uh, with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Usually, where usually there's a condition of. Uh, what is it we know that we don't want to know? So this usually we know in our gut. It just takes a little minute or two to get there. Yeah. 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 Cool. And you're, let's say you're aligned with something that's not working, and then there's something that is working. Then you'll see the mental investment in what's not working, that there's another agenda getting met by something not working. Yeah. So everything is everything is revelatory. You just get to see a lot. Yeah, yeah. In other words, we had a little thing about a story of the pooper scooper and the the guy, you know, having a big problem with shit, and then he learns about picking it up with a pooper scooper, and then he gets to be really good and can pick up a lot of shit very fast with two pooper scoopers. And then, you know, he goes on as to become a big circuit speaker and people are having him go everywhere to speak about, you know, picking up shit and as fast as you can. So you have a little time without shit, but always living on that there will be shit, you know. And then so one day he runs into a person that has a solution and says, hey, I hear you have a problem. And he goes, no, I've got that mastered. You know, my problem is getting these pooper scoopers shipped out fast enough. I'm having so many requests. Yeah, and he's yeah. got a little jacket with pooper scooper on it and everything. So the guy, <laughs> here's this solution, find the dog. Now, yeah. the guy with the pooper scooper would be interested, but he's there's a, the mental investment in his solution. That yeah. in his solution, there's a necessity for the shit. Yeah. 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 So this is the point. So this is what happens. Uh, when we think, when we keep doing something that doesn't work, it's working for some agenda inside. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to see that there's more, there's, you think you're uh, the head of the, the one like uh, meeting room for the corporation. Well, there's a lot of different heads of the corporation meeting in other rooms <laughs> that have their own little their own seeming agenda yeah you would think if something was uncomfortable you'd get up but a lot of times people just make stories about they're not comf uncomfortable <laughs> they don't get to the sudden realization just get up <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I bought this chair. You know what I mean? It's got to be used. Yeah. So, I really feel deeply uh, we're at the beginning point. Us. We are the dreaming of the dreaming. And so, therefore, I don't think there's any rote answer because it's all improv, really, in a deep way. Yeah. So we're going to make, like you can see, people get introduced to the program recovery. They have absolutely no interest. Yeah, it doesn't fucking seem to do anything. People find, they, people have their whole, whole life saved and recycled through the same instrument. Is it the instrument or what, what's before it? It's be, what's before it, yeah? Yeah. So like the intention you come in with or... What's before everything? Where's yeah. the awareness? How can everything that happens is noticed by what's always available at all times, which is awareness. But we're that, and that's being brought into everything that comes after us. So someone could use a phone book to seemingly wake up, and someone could be totally asleep being an expert on all the scriptures of every religion. It see? Because there's no rules yeah. of mind by the big mind. I, that's been my feeling of it. Yeah. So if yeah. it's working, work it. Yeah. And then hopefully have the eyes to see when it's not working so you can move on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's hard, hard to trust. Yes. The What's that? Get you somewhere. The dead horse ain't. <laughs> but there's a horse. It's, it's either in one condition or the other condition, alive or dead. Yeah. It's tough to trust myself because there's so many times I think I've given up on things when I, and it was more like my fear of commitment or fear of sticking something out. So it's hard to know what's that and what's yeah. really, you know, recognizing a dead horse. And it will reveal itself. Yeah. 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 You seem good, bro. So there you go. So whatever's <laughs> happening is working. So. All right. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. We have a couple more hands up, Paul. You're good. Yes. Okay. Um, Ann Kavanaugh is with us today, and she has her hand up. Hello, Ann. She's back. Yes. How you doing, Ann? Hey, Paul. Um, you know, thank you for the space. Um, the last, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, I feel lighter. Um, this morning, I got some news. The young man who um, I think I shared with you, Blake died and I am completely totally just reeling from from that reality this young man is dead 
as a result of 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 this shared disease and um i don't know what i want to ask you paul i just i just want some kind of relief paul please well i'm sharing about relief i'm not the bringer of it yeah you are you you are you are the messenger man i love you so much well you have to find that that message right where it is where you are yeah and ask that power that's affected your life to help you move through this yeah i see that in your eyes right now thank you for that love thank you for that hope thank you yeah it goes this way hon. a lot of times with folks <laughs> see a lot of folks we can ask for help but we're not con- we're not able to receive it at the moment and therefore yeah. things take their course receiving thank you yeah and yeah just come back again just sit in with us and and uh stay after the meeting yeah i'm here paul uh my sponsor told me that um well i'm breaking the rules right now but i'll be back on facebook um in july july 1st I think I messaged you, messaged you that. Um, but yeah, thank you for hearing me. Eric, the problem with, uh, you know, there's the hearing of the message that plays a very important role. And if people are quite in, are, are busily obsessing over another message, it it uh yeah it's just the way it goes some people you know you that old thing about bringing the horse to water you can't make them drink yes so mm-hmm. sometimes to bring a stubborn stubborn horse to water who doesn't want to drink will cause them not to go back to water again so you've got to be careful uh when it's your agenda for them to be sober, it may not be the agenda they're in. Yeah. Yep. Got it. And uh, sometimes life's the greatest teacher. And sometimes people lose their life. uh, (laughs) Brother killed themselves. My sister killed herself with pills. (laughs) Weeks before that, they tried to do an intervention. Uh, in New York State, has <coughs> to agree to go into a program. She didn't agree, and uh, died a week or two later. So this happens. Yeah, this is uh, because most of us do not start with a distinction between us and us. Yeah, we don't see the foreignness of what we call a disease, because this disease is different 
than other diseases. It talks to us. Cancer doesn't try to tell us it's not cancer. This thing talks to us. It, 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 it attaches itself to that which we rely on most, this little narrative in the head. And it, it broadcasts its agenda and its point of view from there. And we sometimes knowingly or mostly unknowingly, we adapt its agenda and its point of view and we call it ours. And it leads us to a point when its view becomes unbearable and there's no distinction between its view and our view, the view has to be put out. Yeah, this is what happens. Yes, happens more often than not really. So uh yeah and in this case the most resistance to the solution is from the patient the patient has the most resistance to the solution <laughs> i mean it's uh it's not like uh it's like a cold uh not wanting to buy cold medicine. That's what a cold would do. For it to live, it's not good to get cold medicine. Well, the parasite doesn't want relief. It wants its own style of relief, which furthers its re and reinforces the problem. There you go. And in a large view in this world of people, we're at the losing end, you know. Most people don't get relief yeah so yeah but we do we have relief and we should fucking honor it yeah and uh yeah yeah i've learned a lot in aa i learned a lot of what it, it can be a disservice from uh keeping people from their bottoms. Now, death's a different story, but I'm a real believer in that. I'm a real believer that life's the best teacher. And if someone's not interested, I'll talk to someone who's more interested. Yeah. It's just the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you lighter jails institutions and death huh paul yes yes well love, guess love won't do it in a lot of ways love from the parent love from the significant other this thing can override all that yeah This thing is so dependent on a willingness, even if it's just a little germ of one, but a little willingness goes a long, long way. Uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I arrived at the willingness, I don't know, I was struck sober, tell you the truth something intervened and took my life in a new other direction. I wasn't turning this way. I wasn't. I'd given up all hope. 
I was basically just trying to avoid, which made me more in all the problems that I was facing and just trying to stay obliterated until I went to another institution, jail or death. Yeah, just that simple. So. Hmm. And the weird thing is, uh, the people who tried to save me when I didn't want to be saved, I had no respect for, to tell you the truth. I needed a big boot up my ass, really. That's what I needed. So, yeah. Life provided that big boot. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. All right. Well, anyone else? Yeah, Paul, it's me again. I just want to thank you very much. Um, I feel lighter. I have more acceptance. And um, man, man, Paul, I just love you so much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, take it easy, honey. Yes, yeah. As best you can. And take advantage of the people afterwards, if you like. Yeah. There's some nice people at the, in these squares. All right. Anyone else, Mickey? Yes, we have a treat. Walter has his hand up. A treat? Yes, let's see. Walter. Hey, Paul. Good morning. Very true words you have been speaking. Uh, I wonder about the things about traumas, you know. I'm getting more and more painful aware about my own traumas. And I've seen it with fellows who are actually hiding behind their traumas, you know, just like I did myself. And I sometimes wonder, you know, those very early childhood traumas, do you actually ever get rid of it? Because I've seen myself doing weird things uh, in complete sober, uh, quite some time, doing the steps and really acting out in weird ways. Okay, then I can say the other one is also traumatized because half of my life I hang around with traumatized people. But I wonder, you know, do you really get rid of it? I've been with so-called awake people and I also see their weird things still. It just puts to better use, let's put it that way. Yeah? To better use? That's a, that Here, there's potentialities and sort of like an orchestra is based on who's leading it, so to speak, yes? So in our view of a life of recovery, we turn over the traumas or whatever to that power and let it do what it wants with it. And it'll put you, a lot of times, how we, how we transmit the message to a suffering alcoholic is our own trauma of alcoholism. It has value, yes? It has value in the right hand. When the mental state has gotten to fall his hands over it, it's using it for other, putting it to other purposes, so to speak. Yes. 
So to yeah. me, thing here is energy. And it's put into shape or form by what's directing it. Yeah? So a trauma directed by the infinite will be completely used and expressed differently than the trauma used by the mental state. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rid of the trauma, but that trauma can be used or turned over to the care of something other than the head. Yes? That's yeah, this. Yeah, that's the spirit of recovery. The spirit of recovery is, you know, we've tried to live without, like, we try to see in the room as if there's no elephant. It doesn't fucking work. There's elephants in the room. Yeah. We tell the truth about those elephants and we get a new elephant trainer. The old elephant trainer is having those elephants shit on us all day. We have a new elephant trainer. Yes. Trauma is... Everything is energy to me. Energy. Some energy has been imprinted. And so the the form of that energy stuck. It stays. Yeah. It's sort of like an ink tattoo almost instead of a henna tattoo. Other energy is moving and it takes a shape but shifts. Yes. And those old traumas are like frozen energy, so to speak. Yeah. Almost like water that's turned into an iceberg. Yeah. All right. There's the iceberg. So we try to live around it. We try to fit ourselves around it and stuff like that. But while, do, while all that's going on, there's a surrendering of that. And maybe that iceberg will be put to better use or maybe the fucking higher power will allow it to melt or whatever. Who knows? We're not in the outcome business. We just put it out there. Yes. Yeah. Now, I'm, as, a, as a human being, this has been heavily traumatized, yeah? Getting run over twice, having tons of operations with people in my body for 17 hours. I mean, tons of trauma, yeah? Now, I didn't go through a huge therapy to untraumatize myself, but there was a surrender of all of me as we say in the third step, I think is, or the seventh step, take all of me, the good and the bad, yes? There was that. So none of the elephants were kept in my own little private locked room. The fucking, the, the, the zoo was open to display, yeah? Use it as you will. Yeah, so that's how I see it. So if you need help, if you need outside help, go for the outside help. If you get what you thought would have to be outside help by being in the program, go with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any defined outside help, inside help. It matters how you're going, you know. Maybe all of your all the healing can happen under the umbrella of recovery. Others, some of the healing has to come from outside. But it's all encased in the umbrella of recovery. Yeah. I don't think there's any rote answer. I think you find you get the basis dealt with. What was the most pressing condition in my life? 
fucking untreated alcoholism, all right? That was lending itself to every fucking thing else, all right? So first things first, let's get a new basis of living. Sober, okay, now swing open the doors and see see what needs to be reconfigured, what needs to be moved, what what's useful to stay, and fucking, you know, trust the process. Yeah? So I can't say everything for you is available in, a, in recovery program. I don't know what it's like. For me, it has been, yeah? In most cases. So, but uh, a lot of, you know, in one hand, trauma will keep you traumatized. In another hand, trauma will be a huge energy energy resource. It's this yes, it's based on what's what hand it's given to. What's fucking directing us? Yeah, yeah. I'm clear about that. Yeah. So again, the mental state can get an identification from the trauma. It has no interest in losing that. Yeah. So it may go through the act of losing the trauma, but then now will be a huge story. I'm in a consistent act of losing the trauma. So the trauma is still running the show. Yes. On and on and on. Or you can get some relief that you needed, which produces more relief. And sometimes the relief isn't produced by any means. It starts happening in and of itself. Yeah. The knots, the knots untie without a, bringing in a knot master. They just start untying by living this way of life. Yeah. They don't have to be put, attention doesn't have to be put on them. They get changed as the changing goes. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be like for you. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had, every time I take long flights, you get tired, right? 14 hours over to Australia, 17 hours. And when I was younger, when I got there, my body got very nervous and my head going through customs because I thought Interpol was still looking for me after, you know? I had the trauma of all those past arrests and shit, but I didn't take it as me. You know, it was fucking, yeah. Did it stop me from getting into Australia? No. Yeah. Would I would have liked it not to occur? Yes. But fucking so what? Yeah. Now it doesn't happen as much. Yeah, because I outgrew it. But when I first came in, fuck. Yeah. You know what the trauma is like on a 10-day cocaine run? And then suddenly uniform people get introduced to the situation. It's a fucking super bummer. It's like your rubber band has been stretched for 10 days and then suddenly it snaps and you're in jail. Fuck. That's, it was like super, a quick turnaround. It sucked. <laughs> you know, these things, these things all energy. Yeah. So again, in the way of, seeing it from recovery is perhaps there's a better way trusting the infinite 
you have a new employer, yeah? Give it your old trauma, yeah? Yeah, see what it will do with it. I think it's going to put it to great use. Like, like people who see me know I've been fucked, you know? You know what I mean? They look at me, they go, no, this guy's been run over. On <laughs> cars, this shit's happened with this dude. That goes a long way to communicate something, yes? Remember, this isn't all, it isn't about us. It's about us being of maximum use. There's a bigger play going on. It's not the story, the drama of Paul, Act 33. We're in a bigger play, don't you feel? Yeah. Something is using us. It may not fit what we think our role should be, but fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. So, always good to see you, Walter. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Walter. I don't see any more hands, Paul. Do you want to tell everybody hello? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yep. That's fine. We can say goodbye. I did a talk earlier at nine o'clock for another, another topic. So yeah, I sell Tupperware on the side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can swing from one thing to another. It doesn't matter. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, nice to see you, Kerry. Thank you and Judith for all the support. I'm so happy that life's going on. Thank yes. you. Yeah, like, yeah, Paul, what can I say? I mean, uh, the only reason a lot of my life uh, I owe just to watching you in some weird way, right? Uh, my recovery life, my social life, my life. <laughs> so thank you. Well, it's us, remember. Yeah. I'm under the spell of Zoom also. Yeah. We got Paul there. Nice to see you, Paul. And you, Paul. Yeah. Thank you. It's all right, brother. I'm resting on my laurels today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terry from Maine. Nice to see you, Terry. I hope the weather's getting nicer there. I lived in a tent in Arcadia National Park for three months once. I only saw one day of sunshine. It was unbelievable. The mosquitoes were incredible. They were huge. All right. Me and my dog. In the tent. <laughs> uh, I bartered my way across country with a thousand downers. So I would trade for different drugs and food and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Carl, nice to see you, Carl. Yes. Oh, there's Vicky from Detroit. Nice to see you, Vicky. Yeah. It's always a pleasure. Tommy. Nice to see you, Tommy. I haven't, uh, yeah. Mickey, you did a great job, as always. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, we got uh, Tom from Keene, New Hampshire. Nice to see you, Tom. We got Nan, formerly known as Nanette. It's always nice to see Nan. Beautiful day there, Nan. Yes, very nice. Joseph came out. He's out. 
He's out. It must be sunny in in France. Yeah. Good to see you outside there, Joseph. Yeah. That vitamin D is essential, even though the French don't believe in it. Yeah, it's important. We got Jacob from Seattle. Always a pleasure. We got uh, we should, we'll put it up on the website, uh, the Divine Proctology, Walk-Ins Welcome. We have a beautiful new poster. Yes. I'm selling them. <laughs> Alex, always a pleasure to see Alex. There she is. Yeah, Hudson Valley. Nice to see you, honey. Mike came in late, but he's... He's never missed because he's always here. Doesn't matter. We got Jane, uh, Anne. Nice to see your presence. Yeah, Paul. Um, I I thank you very much. Um, I'm I'm sitting here in in a position of of just total acceptance and traveling lighter. Um, please excuse me, but. You know what? I'm going to make a commercial break right here. I have just sent Paul, uh, Paul some digital gratitude. And if you are so moved, please go to zenbitchslap.com and click on the donate button. Paul loves his lifestyle. So please support the messenger so that the message can continue. Those are your words, honey. I love you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Ann. Thank you. Yes. Let's so go donate. Go. Everyone's <laughs> donating their time, which is very good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, money's better. Yeah, yeah. We have <laughs> Nina. Nice to see you, honey. Nina has donated everything, so it's very nice. Thank you for all the support. Yes. We got Stefan on having never left. Yes, bro. Yeah. The mental realm is a minor realm, bro. Yeah, yeah. We're living amongst <laughs> a lot of this. Yeah. Where you can get proportion is to see it from what you are. Yeah. If you're trying to look at it from what you're not, it looks huge and real. But if you see it from what you are, it's uh, it's truly a minor. Realm. Thanks, Paul. We got Leah. Leah. Leah's starting to. It must be getting warmer there, Leah. Yeah. Well, your heavy duty uh, winter garb is being put away. That's good, honey. Nice to see you. I remember you from the first meeting I met you. Yeah. Fantastic. Ruby Rose, our little emissary in Wichita, Kansas. Nice to see you, honey. We're outside, too. Got Michael Stacy. Nice, thank you, Michael, for the job. And Mickey. Madera, Madera is, is the new headquarters of Zen Bitch Slap. So, yeah. Madera, California. Kurt Zimmerman. All that we're lacking is an ocean, but that's not a big deal. Eh? Kurt, nice to see you from Redondo Beach. I emphasize the beach. Yeah, that's good. Good to see you, brother. Tanya, doing well. Pleasure. Thanks for your shares. Yeah. Ben, always a pleasure. Nice to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. 
you'll learn, there'll be a trust in what you are, and then what you're not will t- be taken, will be handled in a, with acceptance, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. We got Eugene, Eugene, he's from USA, that's good to know, nice to see you, Eugene, yeah. I think that was his name. Was, no, that Elegio, Elegio. Ah, that's it. Nice to see you. We got uh, Carl from Savannah, Georgia. I'm happy to see him. He's given us the profile. We got uh, Chris from Lexington, Kentucky. We got Jeffrey D. But we're having a response. Uh, Uh, Adam from Toronto, Eamon, Jeffrey, Mike G, Chris. Thanks, everybody. Real pleasure to spend some time with you all. Nice day. Uh, Yeah. I think I need some physical hygiene. I'll have to sort of clean myself up before the next Zoom. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everybody.